Are you looking to live the abundant life no matter what your income is? You're in the right place. This is the podcast that will teach and inspire you to live better. Whether you want to earn more, save more, or improve your relationship with money or people, it's time for the 90 Days to Abundance podcast, brought to you by SavingsAngel.com. Here's your host, the Chief Executive Angel of SavingsAngel.com, Josh Elledge. Thank you so much, Cece, and thank you for pushing play and joining me on 90 Days to Abundance. My name is Josh, and you know what? This is what we do. I show you how to get the hookups in life. I show you how to get more upgrades and live more abundantly. On today's show, well, I'm back from New Orleans. I've got a trip report, including my review of Bourbon Street and how I lost my laptop. Now, also, I'll be sharing how to get free money by shopping with gift cards. It couldn't be easier, and I'll step you through how to get the best deals. Also, Uber, Lyft, have you heard of these? Well, you have if you've been listening to this program, because I'm a huge fan. If you must take a taxi, it is just a far superior way to go, and uh, I've got Harry Campbell on the show. We've got a short little interview. Uh, we're going to get together here, and I'm got, I've got just a few questions I want to ask him about Uber and Lyft, and can you make money driving for Uber and Lyft? And if so, well, obviously you can. I want to know how much can you make as a driver for Uber and Lyft, because I know that I've got listeners to this show that are looking for great ways to earn a little bit of extra money uh, and uh, maybe pay off some bills, maybe move ahead financially. And you know, from what I've learned so far, this might be a great way to earn some great money on the side. And of course, I've got fabulous deals. I've got fabulous freebies, including free breakfast, a free energy drink, who couldn't use that, and free ice cream. So let's get going. So I had the distinct privilege of being able to attend a conference, and this one was FinCon. And if you don't know what FinCon is, FinCon is basically the world of personal finance on the internet. It's kind of where money and media meet. And so lots of money nerds were in the room, uh, including yours truly. And so I was uh, a part of a uh, presentation on how to get your message in the media. You know, I really owe my success of Savings Angel, number one, to great fans like you. Uh, but, you know, part of my strategy is that I was able to very, very successfully, and I still do to this day, uh, work with the media. I, I, I absolutely love sharing this message of abundance. And, you know, so I have a background in public relations. I have a background in working in journalism. And so I've been able to do a lot of great outreach work through TV, through radio, uh, through my syndicated column, and I love doing that. And so that was of interest because there are a lot of phenomenal entrepreneurs out there, a lot of bloggers, other podcasters, and they would love to learn how they could get discovered. And so that's what I shared with them. By the way, if you're interested in learning this, I do a uh, a, a webinar, and that webinar is actually going to be Thursday evening, September 25th at 9 p.m. It's a free webinar. It's about 45 to 60 minutes long. I'm going to teach you everything I can in those 45 to 60 minutes about how you can become a media superstar. It's not a sales webinar. It's not like that. I'll share 
of the work that I'm doing at the very end if you're interested, uh, but absolutely optional. Uh, you know, the important thing is that I help other people who are looking to move ahead, get great exposure for their business, uh, do that. And you can, you can learn more about this. You just simply go to millions in free media. Dot com And you can join me on my free webinar, again, Thursday night, 9 p.m., but you do need to pre-register uh, because you need a personal invitation link. So you can do that right now. Again, millionsinfreemedia.com. So anyway, that's that's what I did at FinCon. On the uh, trip there, I flew southwest. Now, I didn't really get the deal that I had hoped for. I kind of waited a little too long, but you know what? I absolutely enjoyed my southwest trip. I didn't have to worry about paying 90 dollars to check a bag for goodness sakes which um <clears throat> spirit uh, actually i think it was like 45 dollars each way but I, it, it wasn't a check a bag it was just to bring a carry-on that you put in the overhead 45 dollars each way ridiculous anyway uh southwest didn't have to worry about paying that uh and i absolutely needed to bring a carry-on bag with this trip just because i had stuff i needed to bring and it was an extra couple days too it was a long conference and Flying Southwest was really cool. I kind of like Southwest. If I have the option of, you know, they're both the same price, I would much rather fly Southwest than Delta. Uh, you know, and one thing that they had was really cool. And, uh, you know, I love having stuff to distract myself when flying. You know, I always have these grand ambitions. And I don't know if you're in the same position where, oh, I'm going to read a book and, oh, I'm going to get a lot of work done. And, you know, I get on the flight and I just don't feel like doing nothing, man. <laughs> I just, I get lazy. I traveling, you know, kind of cooped up. And, you know, sometimes I enjoy talking to the people next to me, but most of all, I just like to chill and not do anything. And so they had this really cool app on Southwest. They kind of partnered with Dish Network and it it was called On Board, and they had like 20-some TV channels that you could watch, and you'd stream them on your tablet or your phone. So that was really cool. So my trip to New Orleans, I basically watched Millionaire Matchmaker the whole way, which is which is my guilty pleasure, uh, Millionaire Matchmaker. I always hold out hope that the millionaire that they have on the show is going to end up not being, uh, uh, you know, a a social doofus, but uh, they always disappoint me. I've only seen like a couple of times where it actually really worked out and, you know, the millionaire was actually just truly just a busy person that just never got around to dating the right people. Uh, but yeah, most most of the time they're just kind of socially uh, awkward in the dating or they're just too full of themselves and it ends up not going very well. So anyway, uh, millionaire matchmaker, that was my trip uh, going to New Orleans. And... um on the way back, watch some show about uh, where they, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen these auction shows where they go and they pick up all this lost freight or the storage wars, you know, that kind of thing. And I watched that and that was really interesting too. You know, the kind of shows that I would probably never watch if I were just at home. So it, it was kind of nice to, uh, to just watch some, uh, and I called it like, I considered it kind of like just chewing gum for the brain, really just something to pass the time. But, but I really appreciated it. So thank you, Southwest, for upping our entertainment options. And I know they've had TV on flights for quite some time, but I thought it was really cool that it was right on my uh, tablet. That that made it really nice. And then I stayed at a downtown business class hotel. Very, very nice. Yes, I got a great deal on it. I bought it through 
um, hot wire and ended up getting it for $60. The regular price was $120. And if you're asking if I got the upgrade, you better believe I did. <laughs> you can watch my, uh, I've got a video in my e-course all about my steps that I go through and exactly how I get the upgrade. And uh, it's part of the travel e-course that you can go through. And Man, you learn this stuff and you will almost always get the upgrade. I really love it. Now, the one complaint that I had is I had to take the taxi one time. And this is why I'm actually talking about this on this show because to go three city blocks, I had to pay $10. I know that's not outrageous, but really. I mean, I got in the cab, and I'm like, yep, I just need to go over there. I mean, I can almost see the building. It's like right behind that other building over there. And he's like, $10. I'm like, hey, we're not even going to negotiate on the price? We're not even going to run the clock or anything? He's like, nope, you get in the cab, it's 10 bucks. I don't care if I take you a half a block or if I take you 10 blocks, it's uh, it's $10. So now the, the thing is Uber and Lyft are not available yet in New Orleans. The taxi cab uh, uh, groups have uh, lobbied hard to keep them out. Now, I understand that this is in the process of changing and it can't change fast enough. $10. You know, have you ever been in that situation where you're just kind of held captive and there's really nothing you can do? So, I, you know, I started, you know, I asked the guy, I'm like, $10, are you sure? And he goes, all right, fine, nothing then, I'll do it for free. And he just kind of real snotty. And I I was actually trying to, you know, it was really nice. I was disappointed, of course. Uh, but I, you know, I really did. I asked him, I'm like, $10, are you sure? And he, he just kind of got real snotty with me. He goes, fine, I call, I call dispatch and we talk to them. And so uh, he gets dispatched. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine, really. And he goes, no, no, I show you. And so he, he gets dispatched. He goes, hey, dispatch, how much is it for just getting cab and uh, one suitcase? And he goes, it's $10. And he goes, see, $10. You no argue with me. And I'm like, I, I, really? It's totally fine. It's So anyway, uh, it became a big deal. A little uncomfortable in the cab uh, from that point on. So I just did my best to uh, enjoy my three uh, city block cab ride and gave him the 10 spot presentation at FinCon went great. It was actually sold out. And I was able to meet with a lot of great partners too, a lot of great uh, bloggers in the personal finance sphere. You know, and of course, naturally, you know, as you know, I mean, I'm kind of on the consumer side and personal spending side and the saving side. And there was a small contingent of us. There were some coupon bloggers there. And so got to meet a few of them as well. And and that's just absolutely fantastic. And uh, as I was preparing, however, for we had a network event where we got to meet with uh, a lot of uh, uh, bigger brands, uh, you know, Experian and Betterment and a lot of personal finance uh, companies. I, I was preparing for that and I actually had to run to Kinko's because I needed to print some stuff out. So I set my laptop because I had my document right on my computer and I think that's great. I just plug it into one of those little devices, plug the USB in, plug the network thing in, got connected, Printed out my things I needed for those meetings, got, you know, ran out of the, you know, grabbed it out of the printer, you know, slammed my, uh, my laptop down, grabbed my print job, ran over, you know, paid for it and reached down and grabbed my empty laptop bag and jetted out. And I did not go to Kinko's again for that evening. So if you've been listening to this story, maybe you've noticed that 
there's something that I didn't grab. Yeah, my laptop. And I didn't discover this. I don't know why. It's not like, you know, you would think that, you know, I had some other stuff in my laptop bag, but you would think, gosh, laptop bag is feeling a little light. Well, Josh didn't notice this, (laughs) much to my dismay. So I didn't discover this, and I actually kept my laptop bag with me the whole evening. Went to some other events, carrying it around town. I get back to the hotel room, unzip my laptop bag. It's after 11 o'clock. No laptop. I mean, imagine yourself in my position. I was just panicked. My chest just felt empty. I mean, I felt like the tin man. I mean, there was like no heart, no lungs, just nothing. And, you know, my face got flushed because I do, I try to do a lot of stuff on the cloud, but you know, you can't do everything. And so just think of all the work that I had on there. I think of all the personal information on there. Again, yes, I keep it password protected and all that. Uh, but I, I, I didn't realize that I had left it at Kinko's at first. And so I'm thinking, you know, did someone really pull it out of my bag as I was, you know, milling around with other personal finance people? I, you know, I really doubted that. And finally, I, I discovered, yeah, it must have been at Kinko's. Ran downstairs. Thankfully, it was just at Kinko's. It was in the hotel lobby. And I'm like, oh, goodness. I, I run over to the Kinko's. I used my hotel uh, key to get in. At that time, it was the door was locked, but there was nobody there. I, I saw one of those uh, little partitions, kind of a clear partition that uh, was locked, and I couldn't see anything back there. You know, maybe, hopefully, they grabbed my laptop. Right? You would hope that they did that. Anyway, worked with security, and they said, "Look, they don't get back until seven in the morning." <sighs> And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to need this laptop. I certainly am not in a position where I want to buy a new laptop. I have a great, reliable MacBook Pro. It's just been just a solid performer for me. That was a very restless night's sleep. I was having nightmares about, you know, really just kind of replaying in my sleep, in my dreams about what this could end up looking like. You know, just unconsciously, this is what I was dreaming about. He was dreaming about not having a laptop. And so sure enough, I set my alarm for 7 a.m. Don't worry. I had, I didn't even need the alarm. I was automatically awake at that time. You know, I uh, grabbed my shirt and so forth, run downstairs to the lobby. Kinko's is open. I use the hotel key. I go inside and there is a sweet, oh gosh. If you remember like Nell Carter, just a, or like a Southern, like a, a large, like a Southern gospel singer, if you can kind of imagine just a sweet uh, Southern woman, uh, you know, standing there and she's smiling at me, you know, I'm kind of probably the, uh, obviously the first customer of the day. And I say, all right, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question and, and I hope you've got a great answer for me. I left my laptop in here yesterday. And I'm really hoping that you have it. Because I had already talked to security and they didn't have it. And she goes, oh, honey, I'm sorry. We don't have that. And my heart just sank. I cannot tell you. I Just replaying what my life was going to be like over the next few weeks. And I'll be honest, I just, I was 
more concerned about the time that would be involved in trying to hopefully recover what I could or try to reproduce what I hadn't yet backed up. I mean, again, I have a pretty good system for backing up in the cloud, but seriously, the time is still required of getting everything set up. I was just heartbroken. And then she looks at me and she smirks and she goes, Oh, honey, I'm just kidding with you. I've got that for you. And I go, oh, I love you, but I really hate you right now for doing that to me. And she smiled, laughed, and she reached out behind the wall, pulls out my laptop, gives it to me, and, ah, uh, oh. so got my laptop, sure enough, fired right up. There, It's just, okay. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes we need that bad experience to remind ourselves to back up more often, or maybe we etch our personal information in our belongings, you know, that the, the security steps that we really should have done. Uh, let me share my experience with you so that this doesn't happen and that that you go and, and you know, etch, etch your name, phone number into stuff like that. Um, at the very least, put some kind of sticker on there that, that doesn't easily get removed that has your contact information so that they can give you a call and let you know, hey, we found your phone or we found whatever. We found your kid. You know, wh- wherever you need to write your name and phone number, that might not be a bad idea. So, on, uh, you know, so after that uh, turmoil, we had the opportunity to do a lot of great sessions, just had some phenomenal speakers. The last evening, a lot of uh, money nerd friends and I, cool people, you know, the kind of people that you would expect that enjoy TED Talks. I mean, just kind of cool, but kind of nerdy. That's pretty much what the audience was. Cool, nerdy people. And very cool with their nerdiness. Anyway, so all the nerds and I, we go down to Bourbon Street. And if you've never been to Bourbon Street, you might have some ideas what you think it's like. Maybe some romanticized ideas. You watch that Princess and the Frog movie. You're like, oh, you know, Bourbon Street is just fun. It's historical. You know, that's what I was thinking. Yes, I, I knew that it had kind of a crazy party atmosphere. And I've certainly been to Vegas and I've been to Key West and, and other places like that. Oh, no, no, no. Bourbon Street, it, it, it's it, it's a whole uh, new level of, uh, what's the best word? I say debauchery. Uh, it's a whole new level of, and I don't say that in a judgy way. I, I'm just saying that is that's kind of what it is, and that's kind of what you expect in Bourbon Street. And uh, But beyond that, you know, yeah, I mean, I kind of expected that, but just dirty. There's vomit all over the place. There's garbage everywhere. I mean, it's. I guess it's just the thing that there's. you're done with a, a drink and you just toss it on the ground. And there's just bags of garbage everywhere. People are just being gross and nasty and again i'm not saying that in a judgmental way it just is what it was and i don't think really anyone would argue with that a lot of homeless uh, uh, folks sadly uh, i'd say the homeless that found themselves on bourbon street likely were experiencing some substance abuse issues and it showed Uh, So yes, crack meth uh, seemed to be prevalent amongst those who were just kind of laying in in the gutter and and laying along the street. A lot of uh, frivolity and and, and anyway, 
Uh, so anyway, th- that's uh, definitely not a place that you'd want to bring your family. You may be able to pull off a daytime guided tour, I would say, might work. Uh, but even then, there was, uh, you know, things in windows and uh, street signs that uh, you might not want to expose your kids to. Or you may not even want to expose yourself to. Anyway, so uh, th- that was my experience at Bourbon Street. <laughs> So I want to talk about a way that you can actually get free money. Yes, that's right. Free money to spend. And it has to do with gift cards. And if you do this right, I mean, you can get 10%, 15%, even 20% extra money on the things that you're already buying. I mean, look, now that school is, is kind of started, it's behind us, your wallet may be feeling a little lighter. I mean, after all, the National Retail Federation estimated the, the average family has spent about $669 to spend their, to send their elementary and high school students back to school this year. That's each kid. It really adds up, not to mention the fact that we just went through summer and people always spend much more money during summer because we want to go out, we want to uh, take a vacation to maybe even New Orleans, even though Josh said not to bother. Uh, you know, there's just much more money spent during the summer. So we get back into the regular cycles and, you know, now we vow that we're going to be much more responsible with our money. And now is a good time as any because guess what is right around the corner? Yeah, that's right. Holiday season. Christmas shopping is already happening. So we want to make sure we're in the best position that we can and we have the most money to shop with that we can. So fortunately, there's an easy way to trim down your expenses during the next few months and put some of that money back into your bank account. Now, it's a strategy that doesn't require you to use coupons or scan ads either. My secret savings weapon discounted gift cards. So here's the basics. How many times have you gotten a gift card as a present and thought, great, now I need to find something to buy there? It could be a gift card you know, for a store that you don't particularly like, or maybe there's no convenient locations nearby. Well, rather than let those gift cards languish in the junk drawer, because right, I mean, not all gift cards are for all people. Some people sell their unwanted gift cards for a discount. Now, they may only get $15 for their $20 gift card, but hey, $15 is better than a useless piece of plastic. Now, you can buy those discounted gift cards on eBay. Now, search for gift cards brings up, uh, let's see, let me look here. Yeah, 22000 964 results right now. But now I find that auctions tend to sell at very close to the asking price. Now, in addition to not getting much of a discount, you also risk buying from an unscrupulous seller. It can happen. So instead, I prefer to purchase discounted gift cards from one of the many websites that act as a facilitator for these types of sales. Now, these websites may verify the balance in the card and may offer 100% guarantees on purchases. So it's absolutely worth going to one of these five different websites um, where you can shop for discounted gift cards. Now, some send a code via email rather than mailing a physical card. Others have the cards sent to you directly from sellers. So you want to be sure to check the details and read the site's terms and conditions before making your purchase, obviously. 
Now, the sample savings that I'm going to share with you reflect cards that were available at the time of when I was gathering these notes. So the first is giftcards.com. By the way, I've got links to all of these websites that at, uh, it's really simple. All you have to do is just go to savingsangel.com. You click on podcasts and this is show number 70. Go ahead and click on that or just look for the notes. You'll, you'll see the uh, subject header about my New Orleans trip review. And, uh, it, you know, again, when I talk about gift cards, you should see that. So, so that's where you can go to get all these links that I'm about to share. So giftcards.com says that they pioneered the discount gift card industry in 2003 and are the number one site on the web for gift card purchases. Their discounted plastic cards come with a 100 day guarantee of up to $1,000. Electronic gift certificates and codes are not guaranteed, but they are verified a second time when a purchase is made. So give you an example of a sample savings. You can get Walmart for 3% off, which again, you may not be thinking, well, that doesn't sound like a lot. But look, I mean, if you're spending, you know, $500 at Walmart, that's not nothing. I mean, that's uh, what, three times 500? That's $15. I mean, it's 15 free dollars. So if you were checking out and Walmart said, you know, here, here's three $5 bills for you. Thanks for shopping at Walmart. Spend it on whatever. You would take that, right? Well, it's not any harder. Okay, You can get McDonald's for 14% off and JCPenney for 19% off because trust me, I've gotten JCPenney gift certificates before and there's not a whole lot I like to buy at JCPenney. I'm just speaking of myself. The next one is raise.com. Now the raise marketplace allows sellers to post gift cards and set their own selling price. Then they are responsible for shipping once a purchase has been made. Now orders cannot be canceled, but raise offers again, a 100% guarantee in the event you receive a card with a different brand or value than was promised. Now, here's some sample savings from raise.com. Kroger, 2% off. Again, an extra 2% savings on your groceries. Kmart for 5.6% off. And there's a lot of stuff you could get at Kmart if you have one near you. And then finally, TJ Maxx for an additional 17.2% off. Now, these three stores often have all kinds of great sales and coupon incentives, and you can use coupons at some of these stores. This is extra money on top of all of the savings that you're already enjoying. So you could already be shopping for 25% off. So just add an extra 17.2% on top of that. That ain't bad. Next is cardpool.com. Now at cardpool.com, you can get free shipping, a 100-day guarantee, and up to 35% off your gift card purchase. A cardpool buys gift cards directly from sellers verifies balances, and ships them to buyers. So some sample savings that we found at Cardpool, Burger King, 10% off. Rite Aid for 9% off. And Walmart for 3.5% off. Again, if you think you'll ever shop at Burger King, Rite Aid, or Walmart, again, especially that Rite Aid one, 9% off, that's great because at Savings Angel, we are constantly sharing great Rite Aid deals. That seems to be a no-brainer to me to share, uh, to get an extra about 10% off. 
Then there is giftcardrescue.com. Now, similar to Cardpool, Gift Card Rescue also buys from sellers and ships to buyers. So there's no worry about John Doe from Topeka taking your money and running. The selection at Gift Card Rescue is smaller, but the discounts seem to be bigger. Electronic gift cards and certificates are non-refundable, but there is a 100% guarantee on plastic and paper certificates. Some example savings, Jimboree, 25% off. AMC Entertainment, 17% off. That, guys, again, that's a no-brainer. If you're going to the movies, how fun would it be to have like a $50 gift card to AMC Entertainment go to the movies and get an extra 17% off of that savings? Sounds terrific. And then Home Depot, another one. It's really easy to blow through a lot of money at Home Depot. Well, you can get gift cards there at 10.5% off. And then finally, there's Gift Card Granny. If you're not sure which site to use for the best deal, head to Gift Card Granny. Now, this isn't a website where you can buy gift cards, but it's an excellent resource for comparing what's available. You search for the brand, and Gift Card Granny will show you the inventory on 15 sites plus eBay. Look, it's just the place to start. For example, a search of family dollars shows us that you can get cards with discounts ranging from less than 3% at Raise to more than 7% at a website called junkcard.com and also giftcardzen.com. So look, buying discounted gift cards can be an excellent way to stretch your dollars even farther. And again, this isn't about being hyper cheap or hyper frugal. It's just about being smart with your money. And if you can invest a little bit of money up front, you'll have more money in the long run. And plus, don't forget, you can use these websites to cash in on any unwanted gift cards you may receive this holiday season. And Harry, thank you so much for joining us on the 90 Days to Abundance program. Hey, how's it going, Josh? Glad to be here. I'm excited to talk to you because I had my very first rideshare experience ever, and I talked about this recently on my show, was uh, I took Lyft. And uh, there's Lyft, there's Uber. Is there anybody else? Um, there's actually, there's another one. It's called Sidecar. Sidecar is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zipcar is actually where you rent the car yourself, but uh. they're the the two main ones are Lyft and Uber. Sidecar is kind of like the baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I was just so impressed with the service because what I was paying for taxi service was about a third less money than I would have paid had I just hailed a cab. And it was so darn convenient because I just pulled up the app and said, request a ride. And sure enough, somebody come and pick me up within a few minutes. And the the other thing that I really liked is the cars were very nice and the people yeah. were so cool. It was, you know, it was just like riding with like a friend. And I yeah. was just so enamored by that. Uh, you and I connected at uh, Podcast Movement and uh, or online, and I was just uh, so excited to learn about it from the perspective of this side business that people can do and the money that they can earn. And so I'd love to hear, first of all, your background and how you got interested in this industry and then what made you to decide uh, to, that you actually wanted to be a driver. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so I work full time as an engineer and I've been working for about five years now. 
Um, I also do a little bit of work online and personal finance blog, kind of similar to you. And I started taking off, uh, taking Uber and Lyft as a passenger, actually. And for all the same reasons that you mentioned, I really loved it. You know, it was so convenient. I mean, I hated the fact that when I used to have to take a taxi, I had to bring cash. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I'd rather pay with credit card, it's so much more convenient. And then just being able to pull everything up on the mobile app just makes it so much easier. And, you know, so I really started off as a passenger. I loved it. I was taking it all the time. And I actually wrote an article on my personal finance blog about it. And a couple of people asked me what it was like to drive. And I said, hey, maybe I should try it out and I'll write an article about that. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I got started. And the application process was so easy. I was cleared to drive within a week. And I started, gave my first lift ride within a week of deciding I wanted to do it. That's interesting. And so, Harry, when you say you went through the application process, can you explain what it's like uh, to apply to become a driver? Yeah, definitely. So I actually now drive for Lyft. Uber and Sidecar, so kind of like the main three. Most of the rides I do are on Lyft and Uber, but for Lyft application process is pretty simple. You just log on to the same app that you use as a passenger and you can apply right then and there. You watch a few videos and then it'll take a couple days. They do a background check and things like that. And the only real thing you'll have to do is a mentor ride. That's basically where you go with someone who's a a more experienced driver. They'll take a look at your car, make sure all your documents look okay. And then after a few days, if they like you, they'll approve you and you're ready to drive. (laughs) And so did you have to do anything to appear likable? Um, you know, that's kind of the cool thing with Lyft. You know, you really, you know, it is kind of like a job interview, but it's probably the most laid back job interview you've ever been to. <laughs> you know, you, you drive over to where your mentor is. He's just relaxing, you know, have you guys are both, you know, I dressed in just pants and a, you know, like a collared shirt, nothing special, but you know, make sure I, I got a car wash before and clean my car. And, you know, the interview was basically just kind of get to know the mentor. They kind of make sure that you're a normal, sane person. And uh, as long as, you know, you can kind of hold a decent conversation and you don't drive them off the road, you're pretty much uh, guaranteed to get accepted. So I guess on the other side of that, Harry, would be, um, you know, let's say I'm a single woman and I want to ride uh, and I want to take Lyft or Uber or sidecar. Uh, you know, am I going to be safe? I mean, is the, you know, are the, the drivers screened uh, enough so that, you know, we can kind of make sure that we have a good standard there? Yeah, that's a great question, Josh. The the drivers for Uber and Lyft and Sidecar, they're all screened fully. They do a full background check on all the drivers. And then, uh, you know, so you should feel pretty safe being able to take a ride with them. Oh, you know, another thing that's kind of interesting, too, is, of course, everybody gets to rate the drivers as well. So uh, a driver will get a reputation. If if people don't really like that driver, well, you know, Lyft or Ubers, they're going to know about it. Yeah, that's a great point, Josh, because actually the rating system is kind of like their secondary check with the drivers. If the drivers are out there and, you know, doing things that passengers don't like, the passengers are going to rate them accordingly. Mm -hmm. And Uber and Lyft are actually pretty strict about your ratings. Um, If you don't maintain a 4.6 with Uber and a 4.5 with Lyft, you'll actually be disconnected. So when you rate your driver, you know, it's not like when you rate something on Yelp or something like that. It's a little different, right? Yeah. You almost if you're happy with the ride, you almost want to give that driver a five star because that five star kind of lets the companies know that they're doing a good job. When you rate them a four, you know, it's definitely going to hurt their rating. But, you know, at the same time, if they're doing something to, you know, that you don't like, you want to make sure that they get that feedback. 
Oh my gosh. So you, you might, if you're leaving a rating and you think, you know, one is terrible, five is magnificent and three, you know, three is kind of average. And so you start throwing out threes. That's no good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time though, I think it's great because it really encourages drivers to kind of provide that five star level of mm. experience. You know, when I go out and drive, I don't go out and say, Hey, I really want you to rate me a five star. You know, I mean, how many times have you gone to a really nice hotel and they say on your way out, Hey, leave us a five star review on Yelp, right? They don't yeah, do that. Right, right. They make sure that they provide that five star experience and then that's how they get those high ratings. So what would be an example of how you provide that five star service? Well, so there's actually um, quite a few different things you can do. But uh, for me, I make sure that I'm always carrying just simple little things like water and gum and mints and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so when the passengers come in the car, I tend to drive late night a lot. So sometimes the passengers have been drinking. I make sure to offer them a water. And, you know, I don't want to overwhelm them at first. But, you know, I kind of treat them like a family member. So how would you treat your family member? Um, you know, I make sure that I open the doors for them, help them with it if they're carrying anything and just kind of provide that go over the, over the top for them. Wow. That's nice. That's nice. Now, are you ever concerned about people messing up your car? Uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to do, you know, if you're driving the late night hours, which is where I like to drive because you make the most money, <laughs> you kind of have to do a little visual inspection when they're getting <laughs> in the car. And, you know, make sure that everything's okay with them. There are, there are definitely instances where, you know, people, I, it's never happened to me, but a couple of my friends have gotten their cars thrown up in. And uh, it actually, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but you do get reimbursed by uh, Uber and Lyft. I think you get $250, which scenario you can get it cleaned and everything taken care of. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here we go, Harry. This is the question that I'm sure everybody has been wanting me to ask. And that is, how much money can you make driving with Lyft or Uber or sidecar? Yeah, that is probably the most popular question that I get too. <laughs> um, and, you know, the thing is, it's a little different. I, I do it part-time. So for me, I'm always looking at, you know, how much I'm making because, you know, I want to be as efficient as possible. If it's not busy, I don't want to drive at that time. So I come at it from a little different perspective. But you know, the rates that they advertise, that Uber and Lyft advertise the drivers are probably a little bit high. Um, I'm probably averaging during, you know, busier times, 20 to $30 an hour. Wow. And then, yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's extremely flexible. Um, the coolest part is, you know, I mean, I drive in LA and Orange County, which are pretty busy markets. So there's tons of requests. In smaller markets, you might have a little bit of trouble. Um, averaging 20 to $30 an hour. But I also like to drive holidays, you know, late nights. And then, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but on Uber and Lyft, they'll actually do surge and primetime pricing. Mm. And so that's where they start charging the riders a little bit more because there's more demand and less drivers. So, you know, imagine mm. at the end of the night, everyone wants to go home. Those rides are now going to be a little more expensive. And that's how, that's where you hear stories of people making quite a bit of more money. Hmm. Have you heard any stories of people who have actually got this down to a, a great science? They work really hard. I, I'm guessing, I'm trying to, I guess what I'm finding, trying to find out is what is the most amount of money that a driver could realistically strive for? Um, I mean, if you're driving out there on average, I'm going to say probably around, you know, $20 an hour is probably a good average figure. But if you're like me and you kind of, 
you know, you maybe only need to work a few hours here and there, or you're more part-time, then you can really cherry pick your hours and, you know, drive Saturday nights, drive Friday nights when it's busiest and it's on surge and you're getting paid double or triple rates. And actually in a podcast that I recently talked about was when I drove over July 4th weekend, I only drove 10 hours the day before on July 4th and day after. So a total of 10 hours and my average rate came in right around 40 to $50 an hour. Wow. That's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. The coolest part too was, you know, I drove a few hours the night before and then three or four hours the morning of. So I still got to enjoy, you know, my time with my friends. I wasn't working all weekend. And so I still made money pretty easily. And, you know, it's pretty fun doing it. So that was the coolest part. Well, I like that. It's a, you know, you're kind of uh, cher cherry picking the best times to go out where you can make the most time uh, for your, or make the most money for your time. So that's, that's exactly. pretty effective. Good. And then I guess, you know, this is, you know, a great idea where let's say someone, they're just trying to pay off a credit card bill or they're trying to just get a little bit ahead, maybe set a little bit of uh, aside for a vacation. Maybe they just want to make their car payment. This is a really great way. And I think it's, you know, it sounds like you can make more money doing this than you can delivering pizzas. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I actually sometimes I'm tempted to tell my pizza delivery guys, hey, have you tried Uber or Lyft? <laughs> you know, you could <laughs> probably make a little more. But no, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I think it's really great just because you have that flexibility. You know, there's no commitments with Uber and Lyft. You sign up and let's say you go out and you do two nights and maybe you only make $50. You hate it. You're done right there. You never have to do it again. Hmm. You know, there's not many jobs that have that flexibility and where you see kind of the relationship between how hard you work, how many hours you put in and the more money you're going to make, you know? Yeah. So that's what I like most about it. And how are the passengers? Um, the passengers that I've had, I'm probably closing in on a couple hundred rides total. The passengers that I've had have been awesome. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like doing it so much. I work online a lot and, you know, I kind of, once I get tired, once I get bored of, you know, being by myself, I can go out there and, uh, you know, talk to some people, meet some interesting people. I know a lot of drivers who kind of use it as a networking opportunity. Oh, I know yeah. a DJ who kind of, you know, he he DJs, but then during the day, he'll go out and, he you know, he hands out his business card and say, hey, I'm a DJ, you know, if you need anyone for a party and things like that. <laughs> and it probably gives you some interesting things to talk about afterwards with your wife. Oh, yeah, definitely. I always <laughs> have some pretty funny stories, especially driving late night. You know, you get some pretty funny people. I, I mean, there's definitely going to be a bad apple here and there. But, you know, on the whole, you get pretty good passengers. And as drivers, you actually get to rate the passengers, too. I don't know uh, if you know that. I thought I saw him do that <laughs> when I was getting out of the car. And so, yeah, I, I wondered if that were the case. Yeah. Unfortunately for uh, drivers, I mean, the passenger ratings don't matter nearly as much. I think you can have yeah. a pretty low passenger rating and they won't kick you off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess uh, one of my last questions is, you know, has what has changed, say, over the past in 2014? Because this, this uh, Lyft and Uber have been around for about how long? Um, well, they've actually been around for a few years now. But mm -hmm. as you know them today, they're kind of more popular. And, you know, a lot of people are starting to hear about them. Um, you know, in the past year is when it's really starting to take off. And oh, now yeah. you see it mentioned everywhere. You know, most people have at least heard of Uber or Lyft or maybe even both. 
And, uh, you know, I think the, the main thing that's kind of changed as far the passenger experience is great. Right now, it's great to be a passenger on Uber and Lyft. There's tons of promotions going on. Like you mentioned in your last podcast that you got a free ride on yeah. Lyft. You can get free rides on Uber. Um, you know, when they open up a new city, they're giving out free rides for days at a time. Wow. So there's tons of great promotions going on for passengers. The only thing that's really changed for drivers, though, is the pay has definitely gone down a little bit because of all the lower pricing. Oh, sure. You know, right mm -hmm. now, the companies are really trying to build up their user base, right? They want mm -hmm. to build up mm -hmm. their number of drivers, build up their number of passengers. And, you know, so their main strategy has been kind of lower fares. And in turn, drivers are making less. So, you know, you can still go out there and make money, but it's not kind of like I call them the, the good old days of <laughs> last year where you could literally just hop on and almost everyone was making 30 to $40 an hour. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. It's not as easy to be a driver and make a ton of money, but there's definitely still opportunity out there for drivers. Yeah. And hopefully it's just a good supply and demand thing. So as the number of riders pick up, then, you know, the, 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 there should be a good proportion of drivers to riders, I would think. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's new passenger, you know, there's tons of new passengers signing up every day and they're still looking for drivers. So you can all, you obviously know that, you know, as both numbers build up, it's just going to, you know, eventually reach an equilibrium. But for right now, you know, it's such a new and innovative form of transportation. I think that they're really, the companies are really just focusing on building up their user base. Mm. And uh, I know that in some cities uh, that the, the, the cab drivers or at least the owners of the uh, cab companies are fighting very, very hard to keep Lyft and Uber out of their cities. Yeah, definitely. No, I think uh, there's definitely some cities where it's worse than others. But, you know, at the same time, I think the cab companies are kind of starting to realize, hey, you know, Uber and Lyft, these are billion dollar industries. They're obviously doing something right. Right. Where at first they were more trying, the cab companies were trying to fight them. And it seems like now they're almost not embracing them, but kind of embracing that technology. I see a lot of cab networks coming out with similar apps in which I think competition is, you know, great for everyone. It's going to make it more efficient as a passenger, as a driver and everything. Yeah. Well, I'm all for more choices. And I was just yeah. thrilled that I had the choice when I was. Uh, in in Dallas Fort Worth that I was able to uh, use that as an option saved me money met some great people and got to ride in some really nice cars and so Harry thank you so much for spending your time with us and and sharing with my listeners the, kind of the experience of uh, actually being able to earn money as a driver I think it sounds like a great opportunity for someone that wants to earn an extra two three four hundred dollars a month in their spare time and and help move themselves ahead uh, financially. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's kind of, you know, that's obviously the number one question. People want to know how much they can make. And, you know, you're not going to get rich or anything like that driving for them. But, you know, if you have a few small bills that you want to pay off or a few small goals, it's definitely great at taking care of that, you know, putting extra money towards that. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think it's such a great idea. Yeah. And how can people find out more about you? Where can they follow you? How can they learn from you? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I actually started a blog and podcast for rideshare drivers, and it's at www.therideshareguy.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and all social media, so you can find me there. And, you know, if any of your listeners have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email on my site or, you know, on my site, I have tons of great articles for new drivers, experienced drivers alike. So there's lots of great information on there. Yeah. And you've got some good strategy tips too for making sure that if you are riding or if you're driving, uh, that you can, you know, you can do better. Uh, you, you can make sure yeah, that you're using your time effectively. 
Yeah, definitely. That's kind of the focus of my site. I'm really looking at, you know, being as effective as possible. You know, I, I'm always providing different resources where you can track my, you know, track mileage and kind of figure out how much you're actually making. I am actually, you know, working with a guy right now who offers online training classes for drivers to kind of look at perceptive behaviors. And mm. it's very, you know, very interesting stuff. And, you know, just things you wouldn't even think about as being a driver, right? How hard could it be you just drive people around? But, you know, it's definitely you always kind of want to get better as a driver. And so that's what I'm trying to help people do. For sure. Well, Harry, thank you so much for your time. I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed talking about this together. And I'm going to keep on listening to your podcast. Very, very interesting. Right on. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I love your podcast, too. Hopefully mine will be as professional as yours one day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Harry, thank you. Hey, back in July, I told you about how you can get cashback earnings by using a service called SavingStar. Well, SavingStar recently added Walmart, Target, Walgreens, Family Dollar, Dollar General, Meyer, and Winco Food Stores. Well, guess what? They just added more stores. This is fantastic. Uh, now you can save money at Kmart, BJ's, Costco, and Sam's Club. Now for BJ's, all you have to do is just register your BJ's membership rewards card number. For Kmart, you're going to register your Shop Your Way number. And if you need a Shop Your Way number, well, you can join Kmart's Shop Your Way rewards program for free at a link that we've got at the notes for this episode. Again, just go to savingsangel.com forward slash podcast. And then you're going to look for show number 70, and I'll have a link to that, all the places you need to go. Now, for Costco and Sam's Club, really easy, just like every most other sites through SavingStar. You take a picture of your receipt using SavingStar's iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, you could still register your store loyalty cards directly on SavingStar.com for the 100-plus supermarkets and drugstore change that continue to participate in SavingStar. Look, this is a great time to start using this. This site, they've added more stores. It's another coupon source that that we include in all of our store savings data. So you're probably going to want to use it anyway. It's a part of your strategy that if you want to cut your grocery bill in half, it makes it very, very easy. Um, All you have to do, again, in most cases, rather than clipping coupons beforehand, just take a picture of the receipt or link your uh, your card with it, and the savings are automatic. And of course, they also include savings on fruits and vegetables every week, which I usually share, including this week, where you can actually get 20% off apples. So you can buy apples at any one of those stores, and you get an extra 20% off whatever the sale price was. Very, very easy to do, but that, again, like most offers, has a deadline of September 29th. And so you do want to make sure that you take care of this quickly. Don't forget to pull up the Saving Star app, take the picture, and you get your savings. Now, if you want any more help on how to use Saving Star, I've got a very, very helpful help desk knowledge base article that you can read on it. And I'd be happy to help you uh, make sure that you're using Saving Star effectively and getting all the savings that you want. There's some great drugstore deals you can get this week at CVS. You can get, remember I was talking about the energy drink at the beginning of the show? Well, you can get Starbucks refreshers. It's a 12-ounce can. It's normally $2.29. They have it on sale for $1.50. They're going to give you $1.50 back at the register. But guess what? We've got a $4 on two coupon that you can print out, bring in. Okay, You have to buy a second one and you won't get the second one for free. But but all told, you should, uh, when you add it all up, you'll get this one for free, plus you make $1.25 
profit, that's a good deal. That's a savings of 155%, uh, plus you'll get the free energy drink, and you'll end up getting a great deal on that second one, too. Also, at CVS, you can get Starbucks Double Shot, kind of the same deal, uh, but this one, you're going to use that same coupon, and you'll end up getting two free cans of Starbucks Double Shot, so that's not bad. Over at Walgreens, you kind of do the same deal, and uh, you can actually get a little a bit ahead because they actually happen to have the Starbucks Double Shot on sale for $1.33. You're going to get these two cans for free, plus you'll make a $0.67 cent profit. And then finally, over at Rite Aid, the best deal they've got right now, you can get clear scalp and hair therapy shampoo or conditioner. Normally sells for $6.49. After all the coupons that we've got linked up for you, again, you can find all these at savingsangel.com forward slash podcast and then click on show number 70. We've got a link directly to all the Rite Aid deals, but your final price is going to be 50 cents. That's a 92% savings. Hey, some grocery deals at Target. You can get Axe men's deodorant, normally $4.49. After the coupons that we've got all linked up, you can get it for 49 cents for your Axe Men's Deodorant. At Meyer, you can get Sara Lee pre-sliced deli meat. If you're putting together school lunches, man, you can go through some deli meat like nobody's business. Am I right? Now, normally this is $4.99. They have a buy one, get one sale. We've got some $1 coupons. Your final price is $1.50. That's a 70% off your lunch meat. You want to look into that. And then we also have a great deal on greenhouse baby cucumbers. Normally $1.49 with the coupon and with the sale, you can actually get four baby cucumbers for 50 cents and they're babies. So that makes them cute. At Meyer, we've got three great meal plan ideas that automatically include some of the best deals that we found. Make sure to get all your deals for avocado fish tacos. You can get Old South Coca-Cola pork loin. And then finally, artichoke pesto pasta. Man, all three of those sound delicious. And what's really cool is all three of those involve some great coupon sale combinations. All the details all linked up for you at the website. And then finally, a couple of really great freebies that you don't want to miss. You can try a free Go Picnic breakfast from Target with a coupon that we've got linked up. All you have to do is sign up with your email, and you're going to get a Go Picnic breakfast coupon worth $2.98, which should easily cover the cost of one breakfast. Now, this offer is only available at Target, but make sure to go get that, print out the coupon, bring it in, get your free breakfast. And then finally, I promised you free ice cream. Here's your free ice cream. You can join Slab Happy Rewards and enjoy these from Marble Slab Creamery. You can get one free ice cream just for signing up. You get one point for every dollar you spend. When you get 50 points, you get $5 off. You can treat yourself to free ice cream on your birthday. So if you got a birthday coming up, <clears throat> me, uh, you can make sure to get your free ice cream. And then finally, you can celebrate your slab happy anniversary with a $5 off reward. So really easy to do. Lots of savings available. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this action-packed episode of 90 Days to Abundance. Hey, I'd love for you to join our online community. It's absolutely free, and you can learn from some of the smartest friendliest and savviest shoppers around. If you just want to go and browse and see what's to offer, well, there's all sorts of freebies. If you like freebies, we've got a freebie angel that all she does is post 
all the best stuff that she finds around the internet in one location. And uh, what's really cool is that there's someone there to answer questions. If you have a problem printing something out or you can't get to a website or you don't know how to redeem something, man, it's just fantastic people that are a part of our community. It's absolutely free. It's free to join. Uh, all you have to do is just register on the front of the uh, website with, at savingsangel.com. And not only we get free access to the community, you get our free coupon database. It is the largest coupon database on the planet, and that's absolutely free to you. Also, I have five free videos. It's my introduction to abundance e-course. So you can make sure to take advantage of all that. I'm giving away lots of free stuff because I want abundance for you. And if there's anything personally that I can help you with, go ahead and give me a call at 407 205 9250. And that is the podcast hotline. Leave a message there and ask a question. And uh, just like one of my previous episodes, my I think it was my last episode, I answered a question about how to have awesome kids parties. So ask away, ask to your heart's content. If there's something you've been wondering about in terms of how to save money and how to spend your money more wisely or how to get upgrades on this or that, I will answer that for you. So again, 407-205-9250. And with that, my friends, make sure to share this episode on social media. It really helps me share this message of abundance with a larger audience. If you want to leave a message or leave a review in iTunes, that helps this uh, show get seen by strangers. And that's good too, because, well, strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. Isn't that right? <laughs> so anyway, oh, that wasn't cheesy, was it? Jeez, get out of here. I'm going to stitch that into a pillow now. Uh, So anyway, with that, my friends, have a great day. Have a great week. And as always, live abundantly. A dispatch. How much is it for just getting cab and uh, one suitcase?